Howdy, howdy. Hello. And welcome to Barnabas Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe alleged alien incidents to determine whether they really did involve aliens. Yes, he's still going. We take it in turns to host on this Ah. show, and the co-host has no idea what's coming up each episode. I'm Kev, and I'm this week... I'm this week? I'm I'm certainly not. I'm this... (laughs) This week I'm hosting... (laughs) Come on, Kev, spit it out. Which means that co-hosting this week is Mr. Granville Moonwalker. All right, kid. Yes, I'm, I'm good, thank you. On today's episode, we are heading back to December the 3rd, 1967. This is the day of the first human heart transplant in Cape Town, South Africa, and an assassination attempt on Bob Marley. But we aren't covering those. I do pad work to that album. What, Legend? Or... Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is one of the only CDs I... St- Mr. Moonwalker may be opening a whiskey. A rare treat on the But It Was Only the Podcast. Mr. Moonwalker is having a drink. And as you may have guessed by that introduction, I too have had a drink. <laughs> yes, that CD is one of the... Nearly half a bottle of whiskey gone. Fine work, sir. One of the only CDs I own, and I recently hid it in my nephew's car. Sadly, he realised as I was getting out of the car. <laughs> I hid it when I got in, so it's la- it lasted hidden for a good 15 minutes. <laughs> Anywho, Herbert Shermer was a 22-year-old patrolman, a cop, a Bobby on the beat in Ashland, Nebraska. Herbert was relatively young, but as a man of the law, he'd seen some things. Tonight, however, Herbert hadn't seen much at all because the streets were quiet. Eerily quiet. Original power material. Listen to the streets. Herbert passed the only place you may expect to see some activity at 2.20am. The Highway 6 petrol station even there, Herbert didn't see a single customer. Being so late, or so early, depending on your perspective, most people were probably in bed all cosy because it was bloody freezing. Freezing and calm, not a peep anywhere. But then, Herbert noticed some glowing red lights in the distance. Who could this be? Everyone was asleep. Could have been, um... Cyclists, motorbike, car, red lights. Were they coming towards him? Were they going away from him? Were everyone they was asleep. Not everyone they was asleep. They were asleep. Well, he was awake. But everyone else was asleep. <laughs> the lights, I believe, were stationary, but we will cover that momentarily. He's going to go up on that car. So the lights are going to look like a car. And he's going to crawl up on the, that car, knock on the window expect to see two teenagers going at it like rabbits. We're like... Hey. Not for that. 
<laughs> He's got a northern accent. <laughs> In Ashland. Yeah. <laughs> Not for that. Come on. Not for that. Off her. Let her go. Herbert, being the fearless 22-year-old that he was, headed on down Highway 63 toward the lights. Herbert thought that it must be some kind of truck, but it was always quiet. Herbert knew that nobody was around. As Herbert got to the scene of the lights, Herbert mouthed to himself, What the F, David Blaine? and slammed on his full beam headlights to get a better look. The red lights were coming from egg-shaped hole-like features on a larger egg-shaped object, AKA a tic-tac-shaped object. This metallic object had what appeared to be a ledge around it and landing gear beneath it, yet the object was hovering about eight foot above the ground. You F-O. Goddamn. Goddamn UFO. Yes. So the term Tic Tac shaped. Yep. When did that come about? Well, it's become a thing in pop culture in the last decade. Tic Tacs have been around many decades. Because I was just wondering if he described it as Tic Tac shaped. Um, I believe it was egg-shaped, wasn't it? But if you turn egg on its hmm. side... Tic-tac, baby! Hmm. It's all a matter of perspective. I suppose it being eight foot above the ground and hovering, he didn't try to get in or climb on the landing gear or a ledge around it, didn't try to get onto that. So Herbert was still in his vehicle at this point. Oh, he didn't get out. No. Did he... Uh, Should I move on? Or? Did he then get out and pop a cap at it? Did we'll he, we'll did he try cover what knock? happens next. Did he throw stones? Next. <laughs> Would you like me to continue? Yeah, go ahead. Herbert was still in his vehicle <laughs> at this point and decided to radio in control. As Herbert picked up the radio, the object shot up and over the patrol vehicle into the sky, leaving flames in its wake like a rocket launch. Herbert lent his head out of the window, but the object was gone in the blink of an eye. How long of a blink of an eye? Quick blink. Okay. Herbert put down the radio and returned to the police station as it was literally only a couple of minutes away. When Herbert got to the station, he checked the time and noticed that it was 3 a.m. 40 minutes had passed. Was he 40 minutes from the station? No. How far from the station was he? A couple of minutes. Literally less than five. What if he had kind of shit himself and gone into a trance-like state and was just sat there for ages and then came round thinking, shit, I better go and do this? It's possible. So what if all these times people have lost time? They're actually just in shock. Have you ever been in shock? <clears throat> Possibly after an epileptic fit. And I've... Uh, so... I'd say the seizure itself would be like an experience of lost time rather than the shock after, necessarily. So, but. when I had my epileptic mm-hmm. fit, when I woke up from it, the first thing I said was, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. But I can't remember... 
How old were you when that happened? Uh, about 12. And never since? Nope, never had one since. How do you know it was an epileptic seizure? Uh, I'm just going off what the fucking hospital told me. Could have got probed. Oh, I was thinking seriously there. That, that could have been something else that they misdiagnosed. Oh, I got fucking sat on by a fat bastard. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> and then when I fucking woke up, I was on the other side of the room. But I'd had a fit yeah, and yeah. gone all oh, the way. Yeah, I don't question the other that. Side. Just... And uh, yeah, the doctors said it was an epileptic fit. Yeah. So I had to declare that for fucking. Several years. Yeah, several yeah. years, yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like Not they kind of did you dirty. Mm. Is there anything medically wrong with you? Uh, epilepsy. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you had a f- seizure? 15 fucking years ago. Yeah, I experienced shock once and not as in sat there frozen when i was a teenager it snowed heavily one day and i went hit you in the face no shocked that someone (laughs) threw it at you how fucking dare they coming from a not particularly affluent area me and a few folks from school who you would know is this the roof incident no and we, yeah, with a few folks you'd know, we went to the park with bin liners to sledge down whilst lots of families were using proper big wooden sledges. Mm-hmm. And me and unnamed person <laughs> hopped on a bin liner and went down the biggest hill at the park and a four person sledge came up behind us with two parents and two children and at proper speed and absolutely cracked us. And my whole body just went. I was absolutely out of it. Like, I've never been hit so hard in my life by anything. And, like, they walked me home. I was sort of... All my limbs were sore. And I got home, sat down, fell asleep, I think. Woke up, threw up, like, three times. And then, yeah, just fell asleep for about 18 hours. (laughs) Shock hits you in some weird ways, son. It's the delayed sickness. Can't say I've experienced that. I've had excruciating fucking pain. Mm. Um, that time, it was a August bank holiday. We'd all gone over to uh, the park. We were drinking and playing football, and I tore mm-hmm. my quad. <sighs> and then we were all meant to go out. Mm-hmm. I came to yours, started drinking, and then the pain was so much, it just sobered me. <laughs> And then I had to get picked up from yours. Two weeks of not walking properly after that. So Luckily, had, it was a light tear. I was going to say, for a quad, two yeah, weeks is pretty good. That's a fucking light tear. Anywho. Herbert filed a report stating that he'd seen a goddamn flying saucer. As he filed it, Herbert discovered that he had a red welt on the back of his neck. Soon, a headache and nausea followed. These symptoms are not dissimilar to radiation poisoning. Anyway, a few months passed and that report eventually made its way to the Air Force. (laughs) Just, Just clicked back to that earlier episode. The University of Colorado Condon Committee, a United States Air Force funded UFO project who would usually discredit sightings, were tasked 
to investigate. We've mentioned Edward Condon's UFO project before, as these folks suggested scientific discovery related to UFOs was unlikely. Wankers. They invited Herbert to Colorado to tell his story to the Condon. Hmm. I mean, they got lazy here. In what way? Normally, they'd send investigators out and they'd go and visit the people. This time they were like, oh, do you know what? Let's just send him an invite and get him to come here. Mm. Lazy. Yeah, you're not going to get your best evidence if you're being lazy, are you now? Nope. I also you... can't help it with a name like Condon. I can't help but picture the committee being like five or six people with condoms, condoms on, on their, their heads. heads. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose... Actually, I don't suppose... It's quite fucking weird that they would tell him where they're located. Unless it was just a building where they were just going to investigate his situation anyway. And then... Whack him! They're going <laughs> to whack him! Saw an alien, did you, eh? <laughs> Come here and tell us about it. Tell you everything. <laughs> Whacked! Uh-huh. You didn't see shit! Motherfucker. They're going to make him a maid UFO expert. Going to make him a maid. He's going to scrub the tiles of that facility. Going to clean the condoms off their heads. After lots of interviewing and no obvious suspicion raised, on the 13th of February 1968, Herbert was asked to undergo hypnotic regression therapy by the sceptical bastard condoms. Wait for it. This hypnosis would be undertaken by the Condon Committee's psychological consultant, who just happened to be our old pal, Colorado and the Uni University of Wyoming's own, Dr. Leo Fart Sprinkle. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, shit got real. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Leo Fart Sprinkle is back, folks. Oh, shit just got real. Ah, oh, look at that second picture. Looks like he just dropped a deuce. <laughs> Every picture of this hypnotist looks like he's just puffed, doesn't it? <laughs> Every single one. He's dropped a little air biscuit. Like an air puff. <laughs> it's, it's uncanny, honestly. Every we'll post some pictures of this chap on our Instagram app, but it was Aliens Podcast, but. He truly, truly does look like it. We're not just saying it and being childish, though we are, of course, being childish. Dr. Leo Fartsprinkle looks like he's dropping them bump-ups. <laughs> he's just got a hint of a smile in every picture, hasn't he? Like, very, very serious photo, yet slight smile. You don't know what I've just done. <laughs> but you're about to find out <laughs> when you inhale. He sprinkles it across the room. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to inhale that with your mouth. So, Miss Dr. Fart Sprinkle is on the scene, yep. Is on the case. He done the hypnotic regression therapy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Let's find out what he had to say. Whilst under the influence of the sprinkler, Herbert recollected that as he pulled up to the craft on that fateful night, the radio and engine of Herbert's vehicle cut out as the car was almost pulled into a field. Uh, 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 sorry. 
pulled into a field. Mm-hmm. He never mentioned this craft being in a field. He didn't remember this. He saw it and then drove back to the office and found out it took 40 minutes. Hmm. Something white then emerged from the egg ship. An egg. That's right, a figure. <laughs> That's right, except for in your case, sir. <laughs> the blurry white thing convinced Herbert to leave his weapon holstered without saying a word, apparently using some form of psychic communication. As Herbert concentrated, the blur became clearer. The white being was about five foot tall with a long, thin head, slit eyes that never, ever blinked, a flat nose and no lips accompanying a slit mouth. Basically what you'd get if Voldemort banged a grey. Reptilian, if you will. The creature came to Herbert, asked if Herbert was the watcher of the town, and then walked Herbert aboard the egg. Ooh. It's quite a reasonable thing for an alien to do, I think, to look for someone in charge. Mm-hmm. And obviously has worked out that... I mean, he's the only person out at night. Everyone else seems to be asleep and he's walking around. So... It's. You would assume he is watching over everyone. If you were yeah. not of this earth. Yeah, and I think it's quite reasonable to think that police are in charge if you're alien to an area. Mm-hmm. Who are the people keeping the law, so to speak? Keeping the peace? Take me to your leader. Convince him to leave his weapon holstered without saying a word. Did he do it peacefully or was he threatening him? Kind of a... As far as... He gave him that look, like, if you fucking take that gun out, you're going to get... Fuck off, Mibs. You're going to get probed. I'm going to do you. Yeah, from what I can make out, it was quite peaceful. There weren't any overt threats or anything. Hmm. Pretty friendly aliens so far. So far. Only beings from the egg. Mm-hmm. On board the craft, the blur was joined by other blurs. Yes, I'm calling them no blurs, blurs today. <laughs> the blurs told Herbert that they had bases on Venus and in Florida and Argentina on Earth. I'm also going to interrupt you there and say something quite controversial. Yes. Blur are better than Oasis. I, I don't... I wouldn't expect you to like either of them, to be honest. <laughs> I've never heard you ever go, do you want to put that Blur song on? Coffee and TV. <laughs> Is the gym opening up your horizons? No, I've listened to Blur for many years. Each of the Blurs wore a silver spacesuit with a badge of a serpent with wings. The Blurs discussed how they visited Earth to gather electricity from power lines. The reptilian Blurs wanted to reveal themselves to humanity, but didn't feel that humanity was yet ready to accept real truths of the universe. The Blurs had somewhat chanced upon Herbert, but advised that they would visit him another two times. When Herbert left the craft, he had no recollection of any of this, though almost as if his mind could not really perceive what it had experienced. 
The sprinkler concluded that Herbert believed what he was saying, but the condom committee could not conclude that the experience was physically real without physical evidence. Nothing to offer on that bit then? So are we. (laughs) (laughs) So the sprinkler believed that Herbert believed what he was saying, but they didn't have any physical evidence. And the blurs wanted to reveal themselves to humanity, but didn't think humans were ready, in essence. We've had that quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Do you think that's a case of we're not ready due to where we are in society or that our brains wouldn't be able to comprehend? Probably the... No, the former, actually. So where we are in In society. society. Yeah, I was going to say brains can't comprehend, but I think that will... We're probably there as well, but we need to do the first bit before we can get to the second bit. So probably as we become less of an aggressive species... To expand outwards in a sustainable way, I think we first have to stabilise our inwards, if that makes sense. Our like wealth and technology, knowledge and whatnot should be shared equally across all people. And it's only when we're one entire civilization, all supportive of each other, that we'll start to expand peacefully outwards. So do you think that aliens are coming and they are <laughs> coming... Um, <laughs> you can tell I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> aliens are coming here. They can easily wipe us out. Mm-hmm. But obviously, they don't want to. Mm-hmm. So they're more of a case of we want to connect, we want to help build everything like that. But where you are as a society, we're worried that if you get aggressive, we're going to have to get aggressive. That could. Yeah. be seen as yeah. a form of if we, war. Yeah, absolutely. If we help you to advance, we don't feel that you're going to share this knowledge with the entire world and you'll bring you'll all try the and people take to over. that level. You're going to try and conquer those other folks who you don't share the same political views as and whatnot. And then we'd have to wipe you all out and that mm-hmm. would not bode well. Yeah, that's, that's where I come down on it, I think. Hmm. Unfortunately... Telling this story as a police officer, Herbert was targeted. Of course he was. Every police officer is targeted. Yeah, it's not the first time we've heard that either, is it? No. When Herbert would give out tickets, people would recognise and laugh at Herbert. Herbert's tyres were slashed, his windshield smashed, and his whole car was, reportedly, freaking dynamited. Herbert quit his job. Herbert wasn't really in the public eye, though he did do some public appearances and talks during the 1970s. It's said that Herbert's marriage broke down due to all the pressure, and Herbert, sadly, spiralled into depression. Poor bugger. However, if a police officer gives you a ticket and you fucking laugh, you've still got to pay the ticket. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you're not getting out of a ticket, you've still got to pay it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I I don't understand why you would attack him though. I, mean, I don't I don't get why they would slash his tires, smash his windscreen and everything like that. I mean that could just be because he's a police officer. I mean if you find it funny, sure find it funny. But there's no need for the damage and the, like the aggression. How can you tell specifically that 
that vandalism is due to his claims and not just because someone's seen a police car there, it's in the wrong neighbourhood. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's also no proof that Herbert wasn't a dickhead. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that they're just using this as an excuse to finally take out whatever... Or this is their way of being able to exact that aggression towards him and it be put down to something else rather than him being a dickhead. Yeah. But regardless, dynamite? Yeah, that's mad. Dynamite at a police car. Absolutely bonkers. Do you reckon they just put it in the uh, petrol? I don't Literally know what the petrol they did. Cap and Chucked a stick in there. In. Yeah. No idea. Regardless. I mean, that's bonkers. instantly going up, though. You haven't got time to run. Yeah, just... That's some next level destructive behaviour that, isn't it? My gosh. Herbert always maintained his story, but moved to um, Omara? Omaha? Omaha? Omaha, that sounds better, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much vanished at that point until 2011, when LA-based Michael Jasorka heard Herbert's story and turned it into a 56-page self-published comic following a Kickstarter campaign. Michael feels that the details are too specific to be made up, which is why he chose it. Michael is very respectful and believes Herbert's account. Nebraska-based Kincaida Brewery then released a beer, Star Snake Dank IPA, based on this story which they do continue to brew for special occasions okay if you do not produce two cans of this right now i'm going to be very disappointed in you well i just said they continue to brew it for special occasions this is a special occasion we're covering it (laughs) kinkada and michael have done a bunch of events such as ashland's annual community event stir up Herbert's brother had attended some, I believe, but Herbert himself hasn't been involved as he has sadly passed away. Uh-huh. The legend lives on. I want one of them cans. Yeah, like I say, they don't sell them generally, but they do them for events and stuff. But the comic, it came with a CD of one of the public talks Herbert did. And oh, wow. It's exactly replicated as the dialogue of the comic so you can listen to Herbert word for word as you read it got one of them no (laughs) I'll post the images to our Instagram at Aliens podcast but no I do not have the audio I mean I could probably find it after we finish recording if you want to hear it (laughs) but the details will be exactly what I've just told you do you reckon we could get a Alcohol company to do a But It Was Alien special. Rum. Whiskey. Rum. (laughs) Whiskey. Probably not at this point. I've seen... How about whiskey done in a Caribbean rum? (laughs) That would still be a whiskey. (laughs) I've seen some podcasts or even some computer games strike up deals with um, drink, not alcohol, but either coffee brewers for example or energy drink suppliers to do special variation flavors Mm. so it's not beyond the realms of possibility Mm. but i don't think it's very likely (laughs) perhaps we should uh what flavor would what flavor would our drink be something tropical 
Like what? What would you associate with us? Salt and vinegar. Because <laughs> salty. salty. Speak for yourself. <laughs> a salt and vinegar whiskey doesn't sound great. No, it really doesn't. I don't know. I don't have a favourite whiskey. I like them all. That wasn't the question. <laughs> Looking I, to... I don't know. A lager, maybe? A lager, but... Mm. What would you associate with us? Coffee and rum. Why rum? Because we've mentioned it so much. But we've mentioned whiskey just as much. We've mentioned whiskey in the last two whiskey, episodes. Whiskey, 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 whiskey. Whereas I drink a rum most episodes, and those I don't, I drink a coffee, and we often mention those facts on the show. Hence why I go there in my mind. Whiskey. <laughs> so would you have a spiced? I think so, yeah. But it was alien spiced rum. Probe juice. Whiskey. Right, look into science. Can we explain this one in other ways? First off, was Herbert bullshitting? Nobody really suggested that one. The consensus was that Herbert believed his story. So did Herbert party a little too hard on duty? Or maybe take a little of something he shouldn't have to help those cold and lonely nights pass? Again, there's no evidence of that. I'm just hypothesizing on alternative explanations. I suppose the, the main one I don't really want to touch but need to for foreigners. We know that Herbert suffered from some mental health difficulties later. Is it possible that some difficulties were already present and maybe impacted upon Herbert's interpretation of events? The only other idea I've got is that someone whacked Herbert on the head as he went to interrupt a late night party or something. And boom. Shit. There could even been, even have been a party bus. Unlikely, but not out of the realms of possibility. What say you, sir? It's also possible that... So from the picture that we have of Herbert holding up his diagram of the craft or whatever it is, he seems very happy with himself in terms of a very happy-go-lucky, nice person. Mm-hmm. Could be possible that his drink or something was spiked by someone at the office with a hallucinogen yeah. yeah possible so what he saw later on was a hallucinogen and then no one wanted to turn around and go I spiked his drink he didn't really see what he saw and then that was the effects of that mm. yeah that is another possibility it is yep before we summarise, are you leaning any particular way? I'm not. I'm kind of right dab in the middle. Like, actually, I don't know. So I don't think it was aliens. But at the moment, I believe he believed hmm. what he saw. Well, shall we just summarise and see if we can change your mind? Let's. In summary... We've covered Herbert Shermer, a 22-year-old patrolman in Ashland, Nebraska, who at 2am on December the 3rd, 1967, saw an egg-shaped or tic-tac UFO which shot into the sky at crazy fast speed. Herbert returned to the station and discovered that he had 40 minutes unaccounted for. Herbert filed a report and noticed a red welt on his neck along with nausea. 
A few months later, Herbert was invited to Colorado by the Condon Committee to tell his story. Eventually, Herbert underwent hypnotic regression via Dr. Leo Fartsprinkle, who concluded that Herbert believed his story. Herbert, under hypnosis, shared that his car cut out and he was taken aboard that aircraft where white flat-faced figures shared that humanity wasn't ready for disclosure. Herbert was targeted after this with his car vandalised and dynamited and eventually left his job. All went quiet until 2011 when LA resident Michael Jasorka wrote a 56-page comic based on Herbert's account. Kincaid Brewery then released Star Snake Dank IPA based on this, but sadly, Herbert is no longer with us. Is there anything you'd like to double back on or clarify before you conclude that this case was aliens? Did they check the whelp on the back of his neck? Not in to the... see if he'd been injected with anything or if it had any piercings? Not that I could find, no. Missed step there. Mm. Poor investigation. Maybe rather than calling him to their offices they should have visited him and carried out that activity at the Condon Committee. It's also possible if he wasn't liked by anyone or hazed by anyone at the police academy. I mean, in the 60s, it's probably likely that they were quite free with things, so they would have just happily walked up on him, injected him in the back and neck, drugged him, hazed him. Mm-hmm and then just let him be but then also when he came forward with what he remembers of the night they didn't want to same as i said before with the hallucinogens they don't want to come forward and say that they did it so it could be an essential prank by fellow police officers that has turned into much more than what it should have yeah okay so are you saying that it was aliens Um, Fart Sprinkle may have I mean we know he likes to sprinkle in some facts so maybe he guided him towards this story if someone goes in already thinking that it's aliens they start asking them questions about aliens their mind starts forming images of aliens rather than what actually occurred Mm -hmm. so we can't evidence that hypnosis isn't a form of encouraging imagination can we so yeah do i believe this is aliens no i believe that herbert believed what he saw but i also think there were outside influences that we're un that we're not 100 percent sure of that factored mm-hmm. into this story so therefore not aliens yeah i'm inclined to agree i'm not saying that it was aliens this one was a fairly standard alien abduction affair really only it didn't contain the probe we've actually had a few involving police officers so even that's fairly standard at this point there's nothing to suggest that herbert was dishonorable but equally there's no proof other than herbert's word as such i couldn't get on herbert but I'm not saying that he was dishonourable, just that we need more to confirm an account on this show, unless it involves monkeys. 
that's about all I've got on this one. So Moonwalker, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this Condon conundrum up? No, I do no. not. No, yeah. Not aliens, either fell asleep and dreamed, or was dabbling in some way, shape or form, and hypnotised. Wondering what just caused into... the whelp on the back of the neck. Could have yeah. been a bug, to be yeah. fair. Mosquito. We've just got no way of knowing that bit without better investigative work. Had we have been involved, you damn right we'd have checked that out. We'd have probed him. With all our scientific methodology available to us. That's a wrap for today then. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. <sighs> Thank you also to those who subscribe on our Patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens because this covers our costs and helps us to continue to create new episodes for you. Once a month on the Patreon.com, we release a side probe into more widely paranormal events, such as the Jersey Devil. If you don't want to support, and frankly, I'd understand that, but you do want to say howdy howdy, you can catch us on the Twitter. And the Twitter! At Aliens. Or you can find links to our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers, in the podcast episode notes. That's it for today, so until next time. If you have bad breath, but only ever breathe through your nose, would that smell? What's it called? The truth is up there. Hashtag 